The following episode was recorded before March 2024, and while the content shared is valuable and useful, it features Rob, who is no longer involved in the business. If you're in B2B sales, one of the biggest things you'll probably have heard of is doing this cold outreach thing, and it's kind of terrifying, isn't it? It feels a bit icky if you don't know how to do it right, doesn't it? It really feels terrifying. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome the man who forgot about his own 21st birthday until his friends turned up to pick him up for a night out, hypnotist Robert Temple! And the man who performed at the birthday party of the football legend Alan Shearer. It's the one, the only, the mind reader. It's Kennedy. Let's start the show! Robin Kennedy can get inside your head Jeez. Scream if you want to go louder. Louder, faster. I, I didn't even press the applause button. That's how professional We're this just is messing going. about. Before this, I started. You actually did say, "Let's can we channel our inner professional?" <laughs> As if that's ever happened or has any chance. It's of ever never going to happen. I mean, I think if it did, people would be disappointed. Yes, indeed. Now today we are talking about outreach of emails we are talking like about that. are we gonna say hello oh yeah hello this is rob and kennedy hello from response suite we are we're here by the way people have been asking no they haven't we're gonna tell you anyway response suite that's an amazing <laughs> survey platform built specifically with marketing superpowers go and check it out which put a, a fairly newish video on on the website responsibly.com to show you everything that it can do or some of the things it can do in about two minutes so go check it out if you want to run better surveys that actually do something responsibly.com crack and place to check that out is it not Mm. Now, without further ado, let's dive into today's episode. Today, we're chatting to the one and only Mr. Jason Bay. Now, our guest Hurrah. today, Jason, yes. has either mm. visited every state in America. Every, all 52? That's a, that's a deck of cards. Uh, no, it's 50, 51 states. We'll find out when we I bring him in the second anyway. to go. You're so ignorant. Visited every state in America. <laughs> yeah. Has been or has been to eight Nickelback concerts. Or wow. once played baseball in an actual proper league baseball game. I think he's been to eight Nickelback concerts. I think that's what it is. Jason, what's the truth? That is correct. Oh, how you remind me of who I really am. <laughs> do, do people do deep, people have as much disgust for Nickelback in the UK as they do in America? So my oh. girlfriend is their biggest fan in the world. Yeah. They've only got one song. They haven't. I thought that as well. Have they got just, more than one album? Just because all songs sound the same, it doesn't mean that they've only got one <laughs> well, that, song. Well, that never stopped Jamiroquai, did it? <laughs> <laughs> Have you heard Jamiroquai? Which song? Jamiroquai. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> wow. Hello, Jason. How are you, man? 
I'm doing good. Thanks for having me on, guys. I, I love the uh, intro music. Did, uh, did, you, did you guys have someone create that for you? You got a friend in a, in a band or what? <laughs> no. <laughs> we had me sad and lonely in a room writing lyrics for a bit, and then we hired a, a production company to put it together. So That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, thanks, man. Thanks. You. I saw you lip syncing along there. You were... Uh, yeah. <laughs> so we're talking about, well, first of all, let's talk about this. You've got this thing called the reply method. What the hell is that? Well, I mean, you mentioned earlier when you guys were starting this off, you know, doing this outbound thing without feeling icky. And I think yeah. that's a feeling that a lot of salespeople and entrepreneurs uh, relate with when they have to reach out to people that don't know them, that aren't expecting it. And I think a lot of that is you have to really think about and the framework The really the foundation of it is thinking about things from the prospects perspective. So our philosophy is, you know, don't prospect to make a sale prospect to start a conversation. If you're always the very first time you reach out to someone, imagine how weird that is in person to do to just walk up to someone that you don't know and ask them if they want to buy something from you. Yeah. It's very, very strange. So, and I experienced that a lot when I go to networking events, people don't even take the time to really know me and they want to sell me their product yeah. or have me check out something. Mm-hmm. So if you're doing it like that, yeah, it's going to feel really icky. And the reply method is really uh, a set of principles that you can use when approaching cold outreach that is not a prescriptive formula. A lot of people, when they're doing this, they want the email template. Or they would say, Jason, what should I say in a cold call? How should I open it? And it's not about exactly what to say. No different than getting into shape and eating healthy is not about the specific diet that you use. It's it's about exercising on a regular basis, staying away from processed foods, right? It's the same stuff no matter what diet you're using. So we really focus on those foundational elements of good messaging that you can use in an email or if you're making a cold call and making it about those principles and giving you a little bit of flexibility and freedom to make it your own. I love it. But you did mention something terrifying now, which was the word outbound. So how do we, like, what what are you talking about? Like, how do we figure out, I want to know, how do I figure out who to contact in this outbound thing? Like, do I just, like, go find a spreadsheet lurking on the internet somewhere? You hear people talk about buying mailing lists and stuff, don't you? So how do we do this? Yeah, great question. So I think we should talk about why outbound, why you should even do outbound, right? A lot of the philosophy around inbound is, well, why would you want to ever reach out to someone cold when you could just write blog posts and run ads and create content? I'm not saying that you shouldn't do any of that stuff. To me, outbound is a part of the marketing mix. It's not meant to replace what you're doing with outbound. It's meant to complement what you're doing. So to answer your question, there's a lot of different ways you can approach Uh, finding companies and people to reach out to. And this is called account-based selling. So essentially the approach is instead of getting a big list of individuals to reach out to, I'm going to look at companies that are a good fit. There's a lot of different tools that you can use for that, but I don't suggest going and buying a list. I suggest making your own list. And there's a lot of tools like Apollo.io is one that I use and that we use at a blissful prospecting with our clients. LinkedIn sales navigator is another tool that you can use. So there's lots of inexpensive tools where you can say, hey, I want to look for companies that are 11 to 50 employees in this industry, in this location. And then tools like Apollo will help you find their contact information. So emails, direct dials, if they have it, if you want to call people, and then you can load it into a sequence and uh, start firing off emails. But you should really think about based on my track record of success right now, the companies I do the best for and that I have the best case studies for, I would suggest starting with those types of companies and creating like a lookalike profile and say, hey, if I would normally work with 
uh, you know, professional services companies that are 100 to 500 employees. I am going to look for those type of companies to reach out to you first because I have a good case study that's relatable to them to share. And that helps with the process. Right. And also you're comfortable talking their language. You know that you can. You have confidence in them, of course, because you know you can satisfy them. But also, are there some people who are perhaps already in your universe, in your email marketing platform, who you might want to do individual one-to-one outreach for rather than just totally freezing ice cold people? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Hell yeah. <laughs> so how do I identify those people? What's your sort of strategy on doing that? Yeah, so there's a couple of things that you can do to find uh, these like warmer leads, right? That are not necessarily people that are knocking down your door to buy stuff yet, but they would be good to have a conversation with and to get that you know buying process started. Yeah. So you just several ways you can do it, but one is if you're using a tool like Response Suite where you're able to get a lot of you know really cool. Um, I don't know if it's scoring necessarily. Uh, Some people call it lead scoring, right? But you're getting all of this extra data besides just an email address that makes it really helpful. Mm -hmm. So what you can do, a really simple exercise is to look at whatever platform you're using to send emails through and just look at the people that are engaging most with your emails. And oftentimes what people are doing uh, at particular companies, for example, so here's an approach you could use. If you notice that people like, so I notice that because I look at our email subscribers, people from companies like Bose, for example, they'd be like, hey, you know, three people on your sales team at Bose uh, subscribe to our newsletter. I wanted to reach out and see you know, how you guys handle outbound and what kind of stuff that you guys are doing, right? That's a very, very warm approach. They're already engaged on the list. I can reach out to someone that's maybe a decision maker at their company or them directly and get a conversation started. That's I a love good one. That I would approach. never have thought of that, Jason, about looking at do X number of people have the same branded domain name? Obviously, if it's at gmail.com, then there's no, there's no point in calling Google and going, yeah, hello, <laughs> uh, yeah. I know that Wendy246 and Jason Mike <laughs> loves ke- you know kebabs at gmail.com. Do you want to talk about out? Probably not. But if, yeah. if like you say, if you've got two or three people, let's say three people from Bo- at bose.com, company private domain um, email addresses, I never would have thought that of that as a trigger. That's, a, that's an amazing one. Sorry, yeah, carry on. So that's a really great technique to use. Um, And if you're doing B2B stuff, you're going to have a lot of people that sign up with their business email address. So I would say 80% of our list is business email addresses and the rest are, you know, your Gmails and stuff. The other thing that you can do too, uh, we don't really use any social media platforms outside of LinkedIn. And what I love about LinkedIn is when you create a post, you can look at the stats and the engagement. It'll tell you like what companies are engaging most with your content. That's another really warm email. If someone's liking, commenting on, on your stuff, uh, you can use a tool like Apollo. You open up their LinkedIn profile. It'll show their contact information in the email. You can fire off an email and say, hey, you know, I was reaching out. I saw you commented on my post about cold calling. Really liked what you said about this. You know, by the way, what's your guys' process right now for doing outbound? Are you having any challenges? Wanted to share this quick guide with you. you know, let me know if you want to chat. You know, That's the approach that you can use. It's extremely warm there. And you can literally be posting content, look and see who engages and just do this stuff with a couple of clicks. You know, it doesn't really take a lot to, to run it straight from there. And those are pretty warm leads as well. What I love about this idea of reaching out to people who are already engaged with you, whether that's through social and, and email and stuff, is that it's that perfect moment when you get them by email uh, or if you were to do this over the phone, but when you get their attention, they already know who you are and you know that they know who you are. It's almost like therefore... they approached you in the bar. Like right. it's like the girl who winks at you, not that ever happens, but who, who like looks at you first <laughs> in the bar and you go and go, 
You're looking at me. <laughs> Which is well, I think it's, how in I some cases, life. yo, with that analogy, if someone likes or comments the stuff you're posting on LinkedIn, that's like the the woman coming up to you and saying, nice shoes, you know, or hey, yeah. I like your shirt, yeah. right? Oh. It's like they're giving you a conversation starter right there. Right. That's so good. So we're actually moving it. I mean, I think calling this cold prospecting is probably like doing it an injustice. I think this is really about yeah. looking at indicators for how you can like take those relationships to that next level. I'm loving this. I'm loving this. Okay. So now we've got that going. I'm, I don't know about anybody else, but I think we're all pretty damn curious as to what this reply method is. So someone engages with us. That's great. So they've looked at our LinkedIn profile or they've subscribed to our list or they're really super opening a lot of our emails, clicking a lot of links. They're hyper-engaged. They're engaged at some level. Yep. Now, is that the point we're going to engage your reply method? Exactly. Yep. Right. And typically what I recommend is uh, multi-channel prospecting is really where it's at. So I recommend you know calling as well as emailing or mixing some sort of other channel in there. It could be social and email, but calling and emailing works really, really well. Love that. So, I suggest starting with a couple emails. So the reply method is an acronym. I'll just go through each of the steps here. And, it, and again, it's a really more of a checklist and a set of principles for what that message should say. And then I could go through some examples of what an email might sound like. So the R stands for results. And really the goal is you want to get the prospect's attention because people are automatically thinking when they get outreach from someone that they may not know um, or don't know that well, they're thinking, what's in this for me, right? Why is this person reaching out to me? What's in it for me? And we need to get them to not be interested in buying our stuff, but just to say, ah, this looks interesting. Mm. And the biggest mistakes I see people make is they share case studies and social proof from companies that are not relevant to the company they're reaching out to. So if I work with professional services companies and I say, hey, we've worked with Amazon and uh, what other, uh, you know, Google, that's not, that's impressive, but these companies, if it's 100 employees, they're not going to relate to that. So make sure you're sharing relevant case studies, social proof, results that are from companies that are similar that they can relate to. So that's the first part is making sure to focus on those results. So it's relevant results. I'm going to double R that one. Yep. Got it. Yep. Relevant results. Uh, the second part here is empathy. So you really have to show the prospect that you're one of them. And the best analogy I could use is, you know, if you've ever worked in an office and you've had a long day at work, oftentimes you want to get drinks with the people that you've worked with because they can empathize with you, right? They understand what you're going through right. and it's more comfortable sharing your challenges and issues with them than someone that just doesn't, is not in sales, for example, in my sure. case. So you really want to make sure that the prospect goes from, Hey, you're not one of us to, uh, Oh, dude's like really speaking my language. Right. And the way that you do that is by addressing pain points, challenges, frustrations that they might be having. So that might, that might sound like, you know, Hey, not sure if you're experiencing this, but a lot of VPs of sales that we talk to uh, tell us that the, you know, the sales floor is a little quieter than they would like it to be these days. And one of the big concerns they have is that the reps are doing a lot of activities and people for whatever reason are not responding to their cold outreach. Right. That's a very specific challenge that they say that's in their language. And what I suggest doing is making sure that you interview customers. So ask them what their challenges were before they started using your product, get that language down. And that's something you can plug right into an email. Love that. Very so we've cool. got results and empathy. Loving that. We're speaking their language. They, we, they know that we know. I love that. Yep. So the P is for personalization. 
So this is really, really important when you're doing this type of outreach. Um, those broadcast emails are great, but usually they only have like the person's first name in it, right? And then yeah. you might have some segmentation. The purpose of personalization when you're doing this type of outreach is to show that you're not a spammer. So to show that you're human, but it's also to show that there was a purpose for your outreach. The biggest example I can give you here is like, do you guys ever get like those invites on Facebook to join someone's group oh, or yeah, all the time. company page. Yeah. And a lot of times I get it from people I don't even really know that well. And what do you do? You just ignore those, mm. right? Um, doing that versus I used to run a dinner event and I would invite people through Facebook, but I would one-to-one -one message them. I'd say, hey, I know that you're doing to this, thought you might like this event because of this reason and wanted to send a personal invite your way. Like 80% of the time I get a response of some sort. Right. versus like 1% of the people I invite to a company page. So it's that same effect. It, people need to feel like that email was for them, not for a list. Mm. So different, different kind of email there. So the biggest mistakes I see people make are they don't personalize at all. Um, they, there's nothing outside of first name and like company merge tags where they're actually adding some context into the email. And a way that you can do this is really simple. You know, it doesn't have to be super complex and, and, and it can get better than this, but a really simple thing to be like, Hey, it was on your website. I really love the project you, you guys did with ABC company. It looks like the results you helped them get here are really impactful for their business. Like that's it. Like, but just do something to show just that you actually somewhere. looked at their website. The big key here, and this is why I've seen this go wrong when people have tried to do this to me is they'll say, I, I love that last blog post that you wrote. Okay. Right. <laughs> right, but you could have sent that to everybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you, you need to make them feel special. Like we all want to feel like we're special, don't we? Give them some significance. That's interesting. Okay. Like if I was sending a cold email to you guys, it'd be like, hey, uh, really love the podcast you guys did with so-and-so. Like the intro music, by the way, is super badass. Love that little line that you guys have there. Like I would do something very specific like that to be like, oh, cool. Jason listened to our podcast. Yeah, he listened to it enough to know like what kind of intro music we do and like that kind of thing. Um, so make sure it's personalized, add some context. It doesn't take much, just, to, just a couple sentences. And to your point there, Rob, it needs to be, what did I see and why is that important? Or what did I take away from it? There's two parts to that. Right. That's the a great L is for avoid what yeah, I said. What did I see yep. and what did I take away from it? I love that. Yep. The L is for laser focus. Um, here, it's just get to the point. So if, if you've looked at anyone's, I mean, how many cold messages actually do you guys think you get a day on LinkedIn right now? I'm, I'm pretty good at batting them away. I'm getting less and less. I used to get loads, but yeah, it used to be tons. It is crazy right now. I, I get a couple dozen of them per day. And wow. I noticed that I'm getting very desensitized because I pay attention to how I look. And most of the time, I don't even look at them because they're so long. They're literally like, I have to scroll a couple times on my phone to see the entire message. And, and it, it's just a blur. I don't even end up looking at anything. So I think that the fact, a lot of people complain about the attention economy right now being like really short, like people's attention spans. I think it's actually a good thing because it's forcing people to be much better and more concise with their messaging. And the same thing applies here. So the thing that you need to remember is that like people have very short attention spans and you're not just competing with your competitors. You're also competing with the other distractions that they deal with throughout the day. Yeah. So general rules of thumb here, emails need to be 120 words or less. Three to five sentences is ideal for an email like this. Um, if you're doing calls, they need to like your pitch needs to be like 15 to 30 seconds. Like you got to get this stuff out quick and you got to engage the person quickly. And the biggest mistake I see people make is just sending really long winded emails and LinkedIn messages. I get 
so many messages from people that are literally 300 words long. There's multiple asks in the email, multiple. It's very confusing and very hard to figure out exactly what they do and how they can help me. And I don't know them. So I'm just going to delete it. Yeah. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. makes loads of sense. So what's this <sighs> mysterious why that we're closing up with? Uh, so the why is for you. So you as in your prospect, um, you really need to make the prospect the hero. So if you look at really effective marketing campaigns, uh, Lego back in the day, did you guys use Legos when you were kids? Yeah. All the time. Yeah. They're the most painful so thing to stand on apart from a plug. <laughs> yeah. Um, if you look at like Lego ads, uh, one of them, you know, back in the day said, look what I built with Lego. And it was a picture of a kid, right? It was oh, making yeah. that kid the hero instead of their actual product. Uh, Nike had a really cool campaign called make yourself. And it was like women's empowerment. And it was pictures of empowered women. It wasn't pictures of like their shoes and their products. So a lot of times when we're doing outreach, it's really easy to say, not that you guys do this, but Hey, response for you is really great because of this reason. And we have all these great features and like, we're the top company in our category. It's like really easy to go into pitch mode yeah. when you just need to think about how does in this, if we're using response suite in this case, like how does this make the user, the hero, how does this make the customer empower them to be the heroes? So the big mistake again is you can't make the email all about you. It's got to be about how you help people and how uh, companies benefit from using your help versus what your features and that type of thing are. That's I got loads out of there. If you're watching this on YouTube, you'll see that Rob and I are both furiously writing all this stuff down. Going, oh my god, 120 words or less, 15 to 30 second call out. Oh my, I make him the hero. I mean, Context. it doesn't get any more tactical than that for a framework to create the perfect outreach email and know who to send it to. It's that was absolutely unreal. You can tell you, I mean, you're doing this a lot, right, man? Yeah, yeah, we do it a lot. I mean, the big thing too is we eat our own cooking, as they say. So we teach and coach and consult around outbound, but we do it for ourselves too. So I just love this stuff. I, I, I make cold calls. I send cold emails myself. So yeah, we're in this. We're in the thick of it. Amazing. <laughs> All right. Okay. Now we're going to go into subject line of the week. Subject line of the week. I want to know one of you, as a person who does outbound, you, you, you're like every other guest. You're, you're surprised at the fact that we turned to ventriloquists when we said that, aren't you? Um, <laughs> yeah. Everybody thinks we do that right now. Everybody live. thinks we do that live. It's no, funny. they can't have recorded that, surely. God, they'd have made really? it sound better than that if they'd recorded it. The production on this is unreal. We, sp we blew the whole budget on the intro theme tune. Anyway. Yeah. Bit, you, I'm the sign. Don't forget the sign. <laughs> yeah, the sign's pretty rad. Ah, yeah. there we go. Uh, it wasn't these stools, though, because these are bloody uncomfortable. Anyway, more about you. Let's talk about you, because that's the last part of the formula. You send a lot of outreach emails. I, I can't wait to hear what your favorite or highest performance subject line is. So there's a couple just quick tips with uh, subject lines. You want to add personalization into the subject line, and it can you can use merge tags for this, though. So like first name, company name is, is ideal. Okay. Uh, so the, my favorite one is, hi, Jason, comma, I was researching blissful prospecting and dot, dot, dot. Uh, that one has a pretty high open rate, like 60 plus percent usually. And for outbound, open rates are a little bit different and reply rates are a little different than the broadcast emails. Mm -hmm. Like if you're sending broadcast emails, like a 20 to 30% open rates average, I would say, uh, with outbound, you really want to be 50 plus percent because you're sending one-to-one -one emails and the reply rates should really be between 10 and 20% because um, oh, okay. you're personalizing these and you're sending them. But that's the subject line that, that I like to use. That's, awesome. that's amazing. That's this week's subject line of the week, subject line of the week.
Now, Jason, this has been bloody amazing. So for anyone who wants to find out more about you and what you are doing, tell us where to go. Tell us where to go. So uh, I put together a guide for you guys. So if, if you're listening to this and you're like, you know, hey, I'm at the gym or driving or whatever, um, and you want to get like a cheat sheet on the reply method, I put that together at blissfulprospecting.com slash email. And you can just get a one-page guide with their reply method on it in bullet point form. So you can download it, you know, print it out, whatever you want to do. I'd recommend going there first and then blissfulprospecting.com is going to have everything else. So if you're wanting to implement outbound at your company, that's something we could help with. If you just want some coaching or you know some training on how to do this stuff and, and make cold calls and, and build your business that way, that's something that we can help you out with. Absolutely awesome. The links to that and a load of the stuff we've talked about in this episode, you'll find in our show notes, which we put together over at blog.responsesuite.com slash reply. Now we know that you've loved this episode, so make sure that you head over and subscribe to the email marketing show. You can do that on your favorite podcast player. And if you want to take a peek behind the scenes and see just how professional all of this is not, then you can head over to YouTube <laughs> and search for the email marketing show there. You can. So make sure you hit subscribe. This has been awesome. We're going to be back next week where Rob and I will be having a chat. Just you just you and I again, Rob, next week. Just me and just me. Just thee and me. And we'll be back next week on The Email Marketing Show. Tell your friends. Why not? The Email Marketing Thanks so much, Jason. That was absolutely awesome. Thank you, man. Yeah. Yeah, that was fun, you guys. I like the energy. Marketing.